Hey, you are listening to Pay Pals, and today I'm interviewing my pal named Teresa. She is a digital nomad, passive income YouTuber, world traveling tango dancer. That's a lot of keywords for living the dream, right? But she did work damn hard at it. She taught at a language school for quite a long time before she made the leap to YouTube videos teaching English and phonics, and then she eventually was able to create her own products and brand around them. Once she was able to sustain herself, she took off and eventually based herself in Italy for a while. I love talking to her because she's someone I can relate to with about anything. Uh, most of our conversations, for some reason, end up being about mental health and wellness and childhood traumas and such. But I swear to God, we are very positive and fun-loving people. She kind of continues the trend of people that I meet that are kind of famous in some way, maybe on the internet, but actually kind of hate having attention drawn to them. I also fall into that category. It probably tells you that we both stumbled into our line of work and kind of just went with it, as opposed to really pursuing something that appeared to be public-facing. We talk about odd travel experiences, dating as a nomad, Tony Robbins, and creating a lifestyle that you're happy with. Thanks, Teresa. So Teresa, I know you have complete uh, location independence. What did you do this summer? I went to Europe. I went to England and Belgium, Paris, Germany, and Italy. How long total? Two months. How many cities total? I counted that I've been to 24 cities. Some cities are repeated because I had to leave and I went back to the city, but uh, I moved around 24 cities. So you've had this kind of freedom for how long to basically just digital nomad wherever you want? Before the pandemic, I was doing it for like two years. Ah, and this is because you are not really, you're not saving money, but you are working wherever you go, right? Exactly. Do you maybe want to define what a digital nomad is for the listeners? Uh, you just work and travel at the same time. I think I can represent the listener voice when I say, but how do you have that kind of job? I started planning for it three years or two years before I started my trip. Uh, I started making YouTube videos. Okay, so basically you're a YouTuber and you can record content wherever you go and that allows you to travel anywhere. Yes. I wouldn't call myself a YouTuber because I don't upload videos frequently, you know, but I do have quite a lot of subscribers. How many? <laughs> yeah, I think it's weird that I don't call myself. I have 200, almost very close to 200,000 subscribers. On YouTube? Yes. What do you, if you're not a YouTuber, what do you call yourself? <laughs> because I, it's not my job. It's not the job that I, it's not the job that supports my life because I don't get a lot of money from YouTube. Okay. Well, I think it'll, I think I'm definitely going to dive into your, your kind of business model later on, but maybe you can tell me a little bit first about just kind of how you got into this. I know because we're friends, we've known each other for a couple of years yes. that you used to work at a Bushi band for quite a while, right? Yes. I was teaching English for 15 years. Right. So then I think at that point, most people, you, you accomplished the dream, right? You found a way out. I wasn't very sure. I just thought I want to give you a try. Being a YouTuber, although you say you're not a YouTuber. Uh, to make money online, I meant. Not really as a YouTuber. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what was it like when you were a Bougie Band teacher for 15 years? You did not like it. Actually, I love teaching a lot. Especially the last five years, I love teaching very much. But I didn't like teaching the same thing again and again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. But I love 
interacting with my students. It was very fun. So it wasn't really that you hated it. It's more that you just wanted to see if there was something more available. Yeah, I wanna. I wanted to try something else. Yeah. And uh, also, I, I I wanted to go traveling. So I couldn't keep my job when I was teaching. If I wanted to go traveling, I had to quit my job because in Taiwan, most of the bosses they don't like uh, their employees to take long vacation. That's just the culture here, right? Yes, it's the culture here. So I had to quit my job if I want to take a one month vacation. How many vacation days did you start with when you first started working? Usually, I have one week or two week vacation. And then uh, after you were teaching for fifteen years, how much? How many vacation days did you have? Uh, because I was not uh, an official employee, mm-hmm. so I don't have so kind of zero vacations. Zero, yes. Oh, it was not a very good system here. No, that's that's a tough uh, spot to be in. I have been. I had been part time. Teaching. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you were really motivated to get out and explore the world. Was there one place that kind of motivated you? Like you wanted to go there, you wanted to quit so you could go there. I think that was the lifestyle that I wanted. Not really the place because there were so many places I wanted to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the first place you visited? Um, Singapore. Singapore. Yes. Okay. Had you been before? Yes. I really love Sing- Singapore. I had a lot of good memories there. So the first place I went also that because I wanted to travel up to Malaysia and Thailand, so I started with Singapore. Oh, I see. So how long was your first uh, nomadic trip? I think two months. Okay, so yeah. eight weeks, and then at that point, were you already making pretty good income online? Not pretty good. That's why I chose Asia <laughs> because okay. you know Southeast yeah. Asia was yeah. quite cheap to travel. So because I know you, I know you, you're kind of an Italophile. So that came later when you had more income, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the beginning, I wasn't making much, actually. Yeah. I was making like um, 1,200 US dollars. My impression is that that's kind of what a uh, Bushiban teacher will make. Yeah, actually, I was making more, a little more. Oh. But I thought 1,200 was enough for me yeah. to travel. And I didn't want to wait so I started with that amount of money. So you Singapore, Malaysia, yes, Thailand, yes. You came home, yes. How long did you stay home? I think two months. And then? And then I went to Sri Lanka, Bali. Okay. Yeah, in Sri Lanka I stayed for one month. In Bali, the same. So that was yeah. you know usually, uh, I travel for two months and then. I went home mm-hmm. for two months and then I picked another place. Yeah, again, it kind of sounds like the dream, but maybe you can back up a little bit and tell us what exactly happened that allowed you to start making that money, that first dollar, the first $10, $100 online. Okay, uh, so in the beginning, I just made some very simple, uh, basic English teaching videos. And it took me, I think, one year to make the first one dollar okay but after that you just go up went up really fast oh no, not really fast like uh, it went up faster and faster and faster you know yeah so uh i get more and more students online i got more and more students online and then many students would tell me what they want so i started to create online courses for those students who told me what they wanted yeah, that's a direct pipeline. Yes, so I started making money through online course. Okay, and just to back up again, so how did these uh, initial students or followers find you? They found me through YouTuber, YouTube. Uh, they were just searching on YouTube yes. how to learn English? Uh, I was teaching phonics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the phonics lessons that drew them to me. Is there a lot of competition with phonics? There were, but I think I was 
pretty good. My videos were pretty good. I make the quality really nice. So eventually, I became the main person. Like my videos became very popular. Okay, so because there's quality and because it's a popular topic, basically. Yes, it was. Pretty. It was very popular, and also obviously because it's something that you're good at. So you have the combination of these three, and that's that's what allowed you to make money. Yes, I think at first I I make sure the quality was good. You、mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Secondly, I I was pretty good at teaching phonics. I had a lot of successful experiences, so I was very confident about my teaching.、Mm -hmm. So people who took the lessons, they thought they were good. So I I gained their trust. Did you ever do any、uh, just online teaching, just like as a freelancer? I had never done that because I I, I prefer interacting with real people. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you don't. <laughs> but it's funny because you don't do any of that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't do any of that now. But I, I it's want called scaling to people for fun. I want to do it for fun. Okay. Yeah, I okay. miss it. But that's not good for scaling your business. Yeah, it's not really good. But、uh, yeah. yeah, someday maybe I would do something like that. Yeah. For once. No, not when you first started. It took you a year to get to that point. Yes.、Uh, was there another turning point where you got more and more popular that you could actually have two hundred thousand followers? Can you pinpoint a moment? I, I think I got those subscribers very slowly over time. You know,、mm. not like some other YouTubers. They could just suddenly gain a lot of subscribers. Suddenly became famous. Yeah. It it didn't happen to me like that. But、uh, people who subscribe to my channels are the people who really likes me and are willing to pay for my courses and、uh, they trust me with my teaching.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. So、uh, even though I don't have a lot of subscribers compared to some other YouTubers, you could say the quality is higher. Yeah, the quality is higher, and also、uh, I can still make a good living from it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because you feel like you're more connected to them. In a way. What do you mean? I mean, not interactingly. I know. It's like、uh, they trust me with my teaching. I would say they trust me, but I'm not very good at interacting with my fans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of like cute messages, you know, something like that. There's only so much time in the day. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Actually, that's a little bit similar to how I kind of、uh, got started and grew. As you know, I published books. Yeah. I wrote the first one. Yeah. Put it on Amazon. I was not really trying to make a business of it, though. Yeah. That was just something that was gonna go、uh, kind of on my law school or my lawyer resume because I used to be a lawyer. Yeah. It was like, oh, this candidate is interesting <laughs> because he writes books. So I put this book up. It was on online dating. So fun topic, right? And then it kind of just miraculously started making money. Oh, I put another one up, and then that also, also miraculously. Yeah, I think this one was about like, like how to have a good date or something. Okay. Like ten, <laughs> ten tips. Sounds like a BuzzFeed article.、Uh, and then at some point, I was just like, I did the math, right? And I was like, if I can make this many,、uh, write this many books, and sell this many books a month, then I can have this income. So it、yeah. just became a very simple formula, and that kind of sounds like what it was for you. Yeah. Also, like、uh, in the beginning, the videos I made were really just trying to help my students, my、mm. actual students, because there were students who couldn't catch up. So fast, they had to go home and review, and I couldn't find the videos for them. So I thought, okay, I will make some. Make it yourself. I was just trying to help them. Yeah, yeah. That's what they usually say: is just to try to solve your own problem. Yeah, I think it's a very. I think it's the core thing about 
creating a business just to solve the problem. I think I do see that similarity with people, uh, I guess, most of my friends is that they just are solving their own problem and therefore they kind of a business kind of came yeah. by it as opposed to what I see a lot now, which is that they're intentionally trying to create a business around something because they want to be an entrepreneur and they're kind of, they're inventing a problem that no one has Oh, and then there's no market for it and there's no TA, there's no audience for it. Really? Uh, just, okay. just an old yeah. man type of perspective. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Things were better in my day. So, okay. I missed, I think I missed the part for your, for your life story here. You completely quit the Buji Ban. Yes. And then you went to go travel and you never went back. I didn't think that I never wanted to come back. I just thought if it didn't work, no matter what, I could always go back to my old schools. My bosses, they loved me. Mm. And they would hire me again. So worst case scenario, I have to go back to my old jobs. Oh. Yeah, but I, yeah. it was the worst case scenario. Not that I bad. I prepared for that. Not even that was, bad. Yeah, it was not bad at all. It's the same, just the same thing you did for yeah. 15 years. But uh, it worked out. So I'm very happy about it. Yeah. So how many courses do you have now? And uh, what are the price ranges of them? I have one phonics. It's not course. It's an ebook with some videos. So it was like 30 US dollars. Yes. It's cheap. Yeah. And uh, the other one is basic grammar course. Basic. Okay. So that was more expensive. It's like 200. USD. It has 50 hours. Oh, that's a good deal. Of learning, you know. That's a good deal. Yeah. It has 50 learning hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So basically just for the most part, you want people to buy these two. Yes. Because they're more expensive than the, the previous products you had? No, I put all the courses together. I created them slowly over the years. Mm. And finally, I, completed, I completed them this year. Okay. So I can put them all together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you roughly how much you make these days? It's over 30,000 euros a year. You don't want to give a range? No, I don't want to give a range. Okay, let me I don't want it. people to know how much I make. <laughs> but I want you to know that I can survive in Europe. <laughs> yeah, indefinitely, right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, in the beginning, it was definitely impossible to visit Europe. Mm -hmm. But now I can live, I can travel to Europe and uh, live in a nice hotel. Do you feel like your, your mindset and perspective on life has drastically changed since? Yes. What is the difference? It's hard to say. It's like, okay, for example, it's like when you see obstacles, you know that you have to, you know, go through it. So you have to solve the problem immediately. So you have that kind of skill. Oh. Actually, I think traveling helps me uh, develop a lot of skills for creating a business, to be honest. I think they help each other. How is that? I'm just going to take a guess. It's basically when you travel, you you're alone in a place and you have to figure things out. You yeah. have to figure out how to do the laundry and Immediately. whatever. Not, not, yeah. not like a laundry. Like in this situation, this has happened. What are you going to do? And you have to decide right now. Yeah. And in business, it's the same because you have customers. So if you mm -hmm. have a problem, you have to solve it, solve it kind of immediately. Solution-oriented yes. mindset. Yeah. You're always yeah. thinking about how to solve something. You're not just not just getting caught in the problem. No. You weren't really like that before? I, I think I was a very different person. Uh, sometimes I'm very surprised how much I have changed. The you from 10 years ago would be shocked. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> very shocked. 
What's the, what are some of the differences? Uh, I was very, you know, casual about everything. And、uh, I would be late for appointments, dates.、Mm-hmm. Now I almost never late. Yeah. And、uh, I take things seriously right now, almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like how <laughs> I am right now sometimes. I'm too serious in a way. You think so? I think the, yeah, it changed me a lot. I could tell you my experience as well is that I've been doing my company for almost nine years now. Yes. And it's,、uh, I, I think I mentioned to you at some point when we were hanging out, I used to be really anxious. Oh, really? I, I don't remember that.、Uh, maybe, maybe not, but that's because I'm a, I think I'm a lot different now. Yeah. But I really had to work intentionally at that. And my anxiety came because I was always focused on my business and what I had to do every day. I was doing like 60, 70 hour weeks for、yeah. like years. So I think if you're in that mindset, if you have that life habit, then you're just, you can't relax. I think that is what I'm dealing with right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it gets better. Maybe you can teach me how to deal with it. I can teach you. I can teach you later. Yeah, it gets better. Yeah. So it sounds like you are facing some of the difficulties that I had overcome, not that, you know, kind of recently, not that long ago, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, because during the pandemic, I threw myself into work completely. Nothing else to do. Because, you know, I couldn't travel. I was very upset. I didn't know what to do. So I just、yeah. work a lot. Yeah. And now I have to switch back to travel and work, and I'm having a difficult time dealing with it. Yeah, I can understand.、Yeah. Can you name any other differences from the current you and the before pre business you? I was, I changed so much, but not only because of the business. I did personal development for years before I started my business. So I changed slowly. You know, every day I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of talks, like TED Talks, and、uh, some, and also I did spiritual work.、Uh, so I did a lot of things to myself to grow myself. For me, I think I grow myself first so I can start this business. Otherwise, I don't think I would be able to do that. What do you think is the most common reason that people don't, don't do it? Don't start businesses. People, I think, because they don't have the courage to do it.、Mm. First, they don't believe, and they don't have the courage because they don't believe they can do it. They think they'll fail. They don't, they don't really believe in, they don't really believe in their, themselves.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're telling me that basically that was how you used to be. Just, you would say lack of confidence or lack of courage or just lack of exposure, maybe even to this kind of thing. I think I was very sure about my teaching because I was teaching for 15 years. So I knew what works. So teaching for me was very easy.、Mm. I mean, I, mean I, I, I know how to do to make my students understand. At that part, I was very confident already. So I was very sure I could make it happen, you know? But、uh, I think it has nothing to do with the personal development. You don't think so? No, I think people, we were talking about why people they don't, they don't want to create their own business. Yes. Yeah, I think because people don't believe in themselves, especially in our culture, because、um, in our culture, we don't encourage our kids enough. Now we do, but from my generation, our parents they don't really 
like to encourage us. It's a Chinese thing. I don't yeah. know how to say that. Yeah. So if you want to do something, you need to have confidence about yourself. You need to believe that you can do it. But if you don't create this kind of belief yourself, most people, they don't have that in them because of the, the environment. They, they, they grow up in this kind of environment. So is that kind of how your upbringing environment was? Yeah, I, I thought very little about myself because, you know, I was kind of like a, a black sheep in my family. Oh. And uh, I didn't like to obey. And uh, in Chinese culture, they want you to obey, to be a good girl or a good boy. Yeah, you only have one thing to do. Yeah, but I, I wanted to do what I want to do. So uh, my parents kind of like, uh, they had to, they, they didn't like what I do a lot of the time. Yeah. They wanted me to be a business person, but I wanted to teach English. So. Oh, are they happier now? They're happier now, but before they didn't, they were not happy for years. Yeah. So were you happier as a teacher than you are now? Were you more fulfilled? Yes, I'm more fulfilled. But that is because I did the personal work. Mm. Yeah. Can you, not can you because say? I have made a successful business, something like that. Oh, this is one of those quotes, right? It's happiness is an inside job. Yes, yes, I totally agree with it. Can you, can, you, can you talk about uh, some of those changes that you made for yourself, some of that work that you did on yourself? Yeah, I just couldn't think of one now because uh, I did so many things. I, I think mainly I read a lot of books and I listened to a lot of talks and those talks, and I listened to them, some of them I listened to them again and again, you know? What was the one you listened to the most or the one that made the biggest impact on you? Tony Robbins. What about? I listen to his talks a lot, and uh, I can almost memorize everything he said, all the little stories on YouTube. Yeah, I was very obsessed with listening to his talks. So after listening to them so many times, it kind of becomes part of my beliefs. Yeah, you hear, you hear something enough, right? Yes, you have to repeat, and then repeat, and repeat, and then you finally believe them. And it becomes your belief and it becomes your, your actions. Mm. Yes. So what was the most impactful idea that Tony Robbins gave you? If you want me to think of one now, it's like uh, the one I, I heard when I went to his seminar in Singapore. He said, you can create your own culture because uh, I was suffering in my own culture, you know? That's because, uh, Taiwanese culture. Yes, Taiwanese culture. It's not okay. that it's not good, but uh, my personality, it doesn't suit the culture so much. You are a little bit different. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if I go to another country, I'm not so different, you know, I'm normal. But in Taiwan, I'm not so normal. So, and I realized I can create my own culture, you know, I can be the person I want myself to be. And I, I don't have to be like other people. So I think that he'd say many, many, many good things, but I've, I can't think of that one now because it gave me a huge impact. So what are the ways that you've created the culture around you right now? Like uh, I, I'm unmarried. I'm not married, but I'm 40. Uh, because in my culture, I, have, I kind of have to get married at, at in, my, in my 30s. Yeah. Have kids, mm -hmm. buy a house. Do the normal job, you know? Yeah. In the beginning, my parents, my family, they, they think I'm a loser. When you worked at the Buji Ban? Yes, because I refused to be a business person. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, I wanted to be a teacher. And they thought 
I think one of my cousins said that I'm a loser because you're a teacher. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> that's that's the culture that we grew up. Where yeah, we, because yeah. like uh, I, I heard uh, one Indian guy say, uh, you, "You can only do three jobs." You know, in India, a uh, lawyer, engineer, doctor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think in Taiwan, sure. it's a, a little bit similar. It's quite similar. Yeah. It's quite similar. Yeah. Okay. Any other ways that you created your culture around you? I started to focus on myself, like uh, more, because I believe that if I'm happy, people around me can be happy. But if I'm miserable, people around me are miserable. So I started to make choice based on myself, not my family. Oh. Yeah. I assume that this did not help your relationship with your family. In the beginning. Yeah. But I think they slowly realized that uh, I'm, I'm happier. Oh. I make more money. Yeah. And they benefit from it. So <laughs> they started to see the benefits. So they support your career now. Of course. 100%. <laughs> it's so Chinese. They're just like, I see a dollar sign. <laughs> yes. It's bigger and bigger. I like it. Yes, it's the culture. Same with me, actually. When I quit being a lawyer, yeah. uh, my parents were... I mean, that's a large capital investment. Three years of time also, so large time investment I didn't for know law that. school. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that's how it is in the U.S. So, And then you spend half a year studying for the bar. Uh, so I only practiced law for a year. And, you know, about halfway through that year, I told my parents I was super unhappy. I really wanted to leave. And then when I finally left... Um, you know, obviously, I don't know, I guess maybe they felt some shame. But I, I think maybe half a year after that, I like kind of told them that like, oh, this is how much I make and I make more than I, than I did as a lawyer. Suddenly, they're my number one fans. It took you only half a year? It's a quick, <laughs> yeah, I got lucky, okay? That was really fast. I'm very efficient and I got lucky. <laughs> yes. And I'm also very, good at it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say that was being lucky. Maybe you just had better ways. <sighs> Do go on. Yeah, that's true. Um, so when you just tell your parents, how did they react? When I first told them, yeah, they've always been pretty good because I grew up in the U.S. Yeah, uh, they've always been pretty good about trying to let me make my own mistakes. So that was their kind of message: is like we can let you do this, but we definitely think it's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, Actually, it's a little I more wish progressive. My parents were like that. It's a little more progressive. No uh, verbal abuse. No yeah. emotional abuse. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, about half a year later, it was like, oh, really? That's how much you make? Well, when's the Yay! next, what's the next book you're publishing? <laughs> Tell me more about this one. What about this one? This one appears to be selling well. It's like total flip. Yeah, I think my parents were the same. They were like, my parents were the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is it fair to say that most of your income is passive these days? Yes. You've done it. You've lived, you've achieved the dream. I mean, I don't think... Uh... I'm even close to my dream. Mm. I want to make a lot more. What is your dream business-wise? Do you have a big goal that you have in mind? Yeah, I do have a big goal, but I would remain that as a secret. Okay, okay. <laughs> is it a number? It's not a number. It's uh, a, a bigger business I want to create. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I can live comfortably, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many hours a week do you work? A week? I have never counted. <sighs> Maybe 50 hours. It's not bad. Yeah. Some people work that in an office and don't get paid half as much as you do. That is true. Can you take us kind of through a day in your life? Right now, I have a, a lot of, I, I have just launched a course. So I'm very, very busy. So I work, I wake up, I work until 10 or 12. I wake up at like 10. Oh, you're telling me that you work 10 to 12 hours a day right yes. now. Yes. I mean, right now. Right now. Because recently I have a new course. Okay. 
that has just launched. Right. And what about when you don't have a you know a product launch? When I'm creating a product, the thing is, I have I, I don't think I have a nice schedule. I, w- I, I, I to be honest, because uh, if I have nothing to do, I just work. I think about my next product, or I renew my course. Okay. There's always something I have to do, always. But if I'm with my family, they can have me for the day. Yeah. So like today is Sunday. Say today is Sunday, and I am not spending time with anybody. I would just work all day. Maybe in the end, I will watch a movie. Yeah. That is it. And I go to the gym as well. And you're working this hard because of that big goal that you don't want to tell us, right? Not really. I just love working. Oh, <laughs> it's called workaholic. It's weird. I think I'm a, a workaholic. Yeah. And I enjoy working a lot. Yeah. When it is your own business, you don't mind working more for it. You don't mind. For and, me. Oh, no. I Yeah. You don't mind. And you also see that like... The more effort, the more time you spend, the more it's a direct correlation to how much exactly. you make. Exactly. Right? The more work that you put in, uh, the money all yours. You know. Yeah. You take all the money you make extra. Of course. Yeah. When you first started making money online, when you would go out to eat or something, did you ever think in terms of products like this costs five courses, this costs two books? No. It's just me. When I first started yes. and I was making money online, I would go out to eat and I would be like, this is, I think this is the price about, of about four books. So like I can do this. And that's kind of how I used to judge it. Really? Yeah. Because that's how I valued my time. My time was just like, oh. how much can I work? And then how much can I earn? Yeah. Speaking of this, it reminds me that I value my time a lot more. And that's different from before. And yeah, it was very different. And I hate it when people are wasting my time. How do you draw boundaries with people or yourself? I'm very bad at it. I have just started learning it. Mm. Yeah. I started going to a therapist mm. four months ago. Sounds nice. And uh, I found out I don't have boundaries, you know, with family and the friends. So I'm learning about it. It's very hard. It's worth learning for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's very hard in the beginning. I think it's very hard because this is not a society that uh, accepts them. Yes. (laughs) Especially between family, right? Yes. The hardest part. Eh, Of course. And that's the hardest one first to set. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? What is your biggest tip to setting boundaries for yourself or for others? I think a long time ago, I read a book about, it's called, I'm not really sure, Seven Principles. It was a very famous book. And it just said- Stephen Covey? Yeah, I really forgot. It was a long time ago. Okay. And it taught me one thing. It's like a, you just set a principle. For example, if somebody wants to ask me out, no, somebody wants to hang out with me. And if they ask first, I promise them first. And uh, they got my time first. Yes. So before that, I didn't have this kind of principle. So I always, and I, I didn't know how to say no to people. So it became very difficult for me to say no, uh, to arrange time with people. Oh. But after the principles, it became easier. So I, I think I just need to set some rules. I think the reason a lot of people also will never start their own business is because they think it's uh, a lot of pressure. Like something common that I hear is that they don't want to take care of everything. It's scary. It's stressful. You know, you have to do, I don't know, finances. You have to do customer service. You have to email. You have to take care of everything. You have to be responsible for everything. Yeah, actually, that is so true. And I think that's one of the skills that traveling had taught me. Mm. Because you really do have to take care of a lot of things. 
in men in one day. You know, you need to decide where to go, you need to decide where to stay, what to eat, and uh, to book something, to check something. That is a lot of work, actually. If you do it by yourself, yeah. And the business is the same thing. Like in the beginning, I outsourced some of the stuff already、mm-hmm. that I knew I couldn't do it at all. Yeah. Yeah, but I think if you try to do everything, it's gonna be impossible. So you need to outsource some stuff in the very beginning. That's what I think. Okay, actually, it is kind of the same the same、uh, skill set as a a constant traveler, isn't it? Yeah, it's planning, organizing, making、yes. things get done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think most people don't realize, I guess, for nomads, because I also was one for about four years, that how much time it can take to like figure out where you're gonna go. Where's the best place to stay? Where's the best place to eat? I mean, for example, when you go even just travel to、uh, I don't know Bali, right? Yeah. Popular location. Where do you stay? For me, for example, I want to stay because I'm working. I need a chair. I need a table. I need、yeah. a sofa. Things like that. I need a、uh, you know to know that there's good cafes, restaurants, co-working spaces. I need to know that there's a gym nearby because that's one of my daily habits. Yes.、Uh, these things take a lot of time. It's not easy. It doesn't just happen. Exactly.、Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. And also, if I'm, I want to pick a hotel, I need to read the comments and the, check the location. Yeah. And、uh, there, there are so many things to pay attention to. You know. Right. When it comes to booking a hotel. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And if you if you book a terrible one, it's gonna screw up your whole day. Yeah. Or whole night. Yeah. So it's not worth it. No. So you better you know check. Yeah. Carefully, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of stuff, right? So I think it's a a good way to develop your skills for creating a business. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Travel more if you could. So you have a team now, right? That's what it sounds like. I have a tiny team. Okay, tiny team. <laughs> How many people? Two people. It's <laughs> enough. My team's only four, four and a half.、Really? Um. So would you say you have a pretty good system for yourself and organizing yourself and planning with them? Not really. But I think I need to develop it, and because I want to grow my team. Okay. Yeah. What is the current system? The current system is I、uh, I would write down things I need to do like this. You know, there are a lot of things I want to do, and I、yeah. put them in orders. Now they don't have orders, and、uh, so if I put them in orders, I know what to do. You got a bunch of post-its on your wall that looks like a serial killer's. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard to make sense of. Yeah, But it makes sense to you, right? If I don't, if I don't put it there, I will forget about it.、Oh. I, ha- I like when I finish the the thing, I can take it off and then you know, know that there are less and less posts. You don't get the satisfaction from like crossing it out or ripping do, it in half. I do, I do. I would tear the paper. You tear it up. Yes. You flush it down the toilet. No, I would just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many countries have you been to? I didn't count. So、there was、many. a time there were twenty. Yes, but、uh, I I didn't count after that. I will count someday. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's a lot too many to count.、Uh, favorite country for nomading from? So that's like a little bit longer term living. Nomading, I'm not sure because my favorite country is Italy. Okay, for sure, but I don't think it's a country that is suitable for <laughs> long term living. Yes, I agree. So yeah. It. It would get very difficult to do some stuff, and there are not many co-working space. Right.、Places. Right. Yeah, it's very important to that. It, it's very important for me to find a nice co-working space that I like. Okay. Yeah. Even in Rome, I couldn't find one I like. 
there's only the Coliseum and, and mean, the Forum, and Italy yeah, I don't know. Amazing, but uh, I think it's amazing if you like history, if you like Italian food, uh, and then you can leave. Yeah, I think it, at this trip I went to Sicily. How was that? I really love it. I've never very been. Much. Yeah, is it different from uh, you know Florence, Rome? Tuscany type of areas. It's, it's much more relaxed. Oh yeah. People are way more nice. Uh, people are way nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And uh, maybe I will try to live there someday. Ooh! When you hit that big goal of yours, you can move to Sicily. I can move to Sicily right now if I want to. <laughs> oh, love the confidence. <laughs> uh, okay. So favorite place to visit Italy. Least favorite place you regret. I I don't think it's fair. To say that about that country, because it's just personal experience. Okay, your personal experience. I had a terrible experience in Vietnam. Oh, yes. What um, happened? It's just a typhoon, a lot of rains, flood. My computer broke broke down. Oh. It didn't get fixed for weeks. Wow. So just okay. terrible experiences there. So yeah, it was not Vietnam's fault. <laughs> okay, second favorite place. London. You can do so many things in London. Uh, it's, a, it's a city that you don't get bored at all. Mm. Yeah. 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 International hub. Yeah, you can do the museums. You can see theater shows and uh, history. So many things to do, and never get bored in London. And they speak English. Yes, that's the very important part. Underrated. I think language has become a very important factor for me to be in a place. If I can speak the language in the country, <laughs> which is only like English speaking countries, English and Chinese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel more confident. Sure. Happier. Yeah. Uh, I can talk to the local people. That makes me very happy. So I've made up my mind. Next time, if I want to stay in a country longer than a month, I will. Learn the language first before going, or just go somewhere where you can already speak it. No, next next time <laughs> I want to go to a country that speaks Spanish, so I will start uh, learning Spanish. Spain, you mean Spain? No, not Spain, Argentina. Oh, yeah. You want to go Argent? You want to go to Argentina yeah, because, because of tango, I'm right? Tango, yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can go do your Tim Ferriss thing. Tim Ferriss did that. Yeah, you know he has a few stories that are. He always repeats. You probably know. He's like, when I was in high school, I did exchange in Japan. Okay, I, I know about the Japan. Yeah, yeah. In Taiwan. He was in Taiwan as well. I'm sure he visited. Like, he was once. a dancer or something like that. Yeah, that's his second international story. It's <laughs> like, I went to uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires. And I didn't like, know that. I, I will go listen to that part. Oh, okay, well, he says it at every opportunity he has. And, and then okay. he's like, I used to, and then I was like a super meta learner because I, um, I, I, he learned the female part and he learned the follower part for tango before he learned the, uh, the leader part. How interesting. Yeah. Also for me as someone that, that also does Latin dance, it's pretty shocking that he would do that. It doesn't really make sense. But the way he says it is that he intentionally did that. So therefore he could, he could compete at a very international level within a year. It's a little bit of a, uh, I don't really believe that, but. It's that his story. Interesting. It's one of his origin stories. I would definitely go <laughs> yeah. listen to it. Yeah. How long have you been learning tango? Only two months or three months. I stopped when I was traveling this summer. I will start again very soon. Why'd you start? I really love the tango music, to oh. be honest. Yeah. I love listening to it. I love watching it. So why not learning it? Why not? Yeah. How's the environment here in Taiwan for that? I don't really know because I only went to 
the course, you know. I didn't、okay. try to go to some dance places、yeah. because I was not good enough. Oh, I see. Yeah, I've seen a few tango videos. It looks very intimate and close, and some might say sexual. Okay, I think that is only the videos. Oh, so yeah, what's in, the what's real the real time? You keep、uh, some distance. Actually,、yeah. you have distance, and they、yeah. cannot, you know, touch you like. You are not that close, but、uh, in videos they look very like close. But、uh, in real in real time, it's not like that. Yeah, really, in my experience. And then because you're you're like trying to figure out these signals, right? So it's you're like there's like no attraction. You're just like it's like solving a puzzle. No, actually,、oh. if, if I I'm dancing with a very good leader, I don't have to do a lot of things. I just follow. Okay, so you keep saying this、uh, leader follower thing. So what exactly、yes. does that mean?、Uh, my dan-、uh, my tango teacher told us. He said long time ago, only the guys had to learn to how to lead. So if they lead well, the girls can dance well, and it is true.、Mm. When I was dancing with the teacher, I was pretty good. <laughs> But、uh, when I was dancing with them guys who are not experienced enough,、uh, it was very hard to dance. So it was the leader's job to be good. So what does that mean? It's, it, it sounds like the leader just decides and just decides and directs yeah, everything. Yeah, and、uh, for example, when they put their hands on my body, yes, and their their fingers sometimes would teach us, would tell us that it's just a feeling. It's very hard to describe,、uh, to direct our directions, to let us know what to do.、Uh, I find it very magical because. If I was dance,、uh, like、uh, it's the leader who decides if you can dance well or not. We just need to learn some basic steps, and then that is it. How lucky for you! <laughs> yeah. How lucky for you!、Uh, yeah, and、uh, so it, it puts a lot of pressure to guys,、uh, but not、oh, yeah. guys to leaders. To、oh, be yeah. honest, yeah. yeah. I, I've talked about this with with other people that dance. It's like every every leader has big trauma when they first go to a social. Yeah, because it's so scary. It's like a performance that you're not prepared for at all, and then like you have instant feedback if you're doing well or not. Yeah,、and、usually you're doing terrible at first, and usually you can kind of see it on the girl's face, and it's like, oh, this is just you just gotta tough it out. Yeah, but in Taiwan, people are pretty nice. They wouldn't, you know, they would still like. I'll still say thank you. They'll be polite. Yeah, you can tell. Exactly.、You、I would do、tell. the same thing, but I would be like, "Ugh, not a good leader." Not a good leader. Avoid. <laughs> exactly. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Don't need to learn your name. Yeah. Yeah. So,、um, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of pressure. But the funny thing is, if you look at some dance videos, you you thought the guys are not important, but they are the one who decides. If this dance is good or not, of course the the girls have to have some skills, you know. Yeah. But the leaders are very very important, more important than I had imagined.、Uh, one of my teachers told me that the girl just、uh, dances the basic step all night and doesn't know, doesn't really think anything else. She just knows that she's just stepping and then doesn't think about it at all again. Actually, I didn't think about it. It it just the feelings, you know. Right. Yeah. Such a such a privilege for guys. Leaders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you want to do with that? I felt very happy when I was dancing mm. tango, mm. and、uh, that is it. I like I play the piano. There's nothing I want to do with it. When I play the piano, I feel happy. Yeah. yeah. That is it. Okay. Yeah. It makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Important. I think there are some stuff you don't need to have a a big goal there. 
But of course, of of course, if I play a piece, I want to play it very well. But the the people who is gonna listen to is me. It makes me happy if I play well. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have any type of goal with dancing? Like even just something like I want to be able to go to a social and feel yes, good. Yes, that is my goal. To be honest, just yes. go to a social. I want to go to Argentina. Oh and yeah, yeah, that's be right. Able to go to all kinds of balls, you know. Yeah. Ball? Do you call that balls? Socials. Socials. Socials yes. parties, whatever. Social parties. Yeah. And the. Because if you dance with other people, they like dancing with you. It's fun. I, I just want to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I also traveled、uh, over Europe for a couple months this summer, right? I know. I saw some videos. You went to some dance social dances. I went everywhere, and I and I, I kind of figured out that this is this is an amazing way to plug into a community anytime you travel. Because you you go there and then you find schools. Number one, you take classes, so you recognize or you. You took classes. Yeah, you. I took classes in Budapest and in in Warsaw.、Mm-hmm. So it's it's not necessarily that I need the classes, but it's、yeah. like you can just meet people, and then when you meet these people, you could see them again at a social dance party, and then it's like, well, boom, you already have a social circle. Yeah, that is one of the reasons I wanted to learn tango. I want to be able to do something else when I'm in a city to、yeah. get into the, the the city life more to、yeah. to get involved. Local friends also. Yeah, and to make some local friends, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What's the typical type of person that goes to tango? You are a successful businesswoman. Is it kind of like that? It's just I, my impression is that it's people with time and with some financial stability. In Taiwan, if you want to learn tango, so you have to pay quite a lot of money. Oh,、yeah. really? Yeah. For the classes. In the beginning, because it pay, you have to pay like、uh, more than ten thousand NT. So that would be three hundred US dollars. For classes. For classes for like three months, but you have to pay the whole amount.、Uh, so、oh, oh, oh. Quite、okay. big for some people, and you have to buy the shoes. The shoes are very expensive, like two hundred, three hundred USD. Yes, USD. Ooh, how、yeah. much are your current shoes? Uh, two hundred fifty US dollars. Wow. So that was quite a lot of money to pay in the beginning. It's quite an investment, yeah. You need yeah. to have some financial. You need to have some money, but I mean, time. I think you just have to make time for things you want to do. Otherwise, I'm very busy all the time. But I want to make time for it. I think I have a plan for you. What? You release your course. You go to Argentina. You become super good, and then you become so motivated to keep dancing that you're not a workaholic anymore. Thank you. You're welcome. I think it's a good plan. You're welcome. I, I'm gonna learn not to be an alcoholic from now on. <laughs> alcoholic? Sorry, not alcoholic. Workaholic. Seems like a Freudian slip, but okay. I think there's probably gonna be a lot of listeners that are looking for some kind of actionable advice,、uh, basically to get from where they are to where you are. You know,、yes. digital. Nomad, location independent, passive income, blah blah blah. Do you have anything that you can tell them? I think if you want to do this, you can start working on yourself first. Okay. I mean, doing something nice for yourself and to make yourself believe in yourself first. You know, doing some small actions every day. You change one thing, and then you get you succeed in changing that. So you change another thing, and over time, you are so confident about yourself that you can do so many things, no matter what, because you you have achieved so many small steps,、uh, so so many small things. 
And when you start to believe in yourself, you can pretty much do a lot of things because you would know, you will know that no matter what happens, I can solve it. Or what's the worst case scenario? And uh, actually, I learned this from uh, Tim Ferriss. He had this oh. TED talk about. Oh, really? Uh, whether you should do this or not, you yeah. just list all the things that is you would do in worst case scenario. Mm. So when you find out the worst case scenario is not so bad, and you kind of get prepared for it. Mm. Like when I quit my job, I, I prepared the worst case scenario, and that was not so bad at all. Yeah. So right. uh, I think that was very useful for me. So you prepare for the worst case scenario. You believe in yourself, and uh, and uh, you work hard. <laughs> <laughs> Unavoidable. I like that part you said about changing one small thing, though. Yeah. I think I think for a lot of people that might just be something as simple as committing to something. Yes. Going to the gym, even. Yeah. Or exercising. I don't know how you feel about it, but for me, it feels like a physical activity or exercise. If you have the time and you have you have the ability, it's kind of like the lowest threshold of self improvement or、yeah. self development,、yeah. right? If you can't even do that, I don't think there's any hope that you can do other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I found out. Really? Because、uh, in the very very beginning, I just did one thing. What was it? I think it was like go running in the park. That's pretty big. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and、uh, after that, I started to drink smoothies every morning. Yeah. And then so slowly, I have achieved some. I have you know had some habits. Yeah. You know, small habits, and as I, I started to believe myself. Believe in myself that I could do anything I want. Oh, because you were slowly accumulating these victories yes, from these small habits. It's true, like、uh, yeah. the book. What、well, Autom- book? Automatic. Atomic habits. Yes. Yeah. 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 What does it say about that? It just you need to achieve small things one at a time. Yeah. And make the things easy to、yeah. be achieved. So the smaller, the better. For some people, I think some people they can handle bigger things. Yeah. And、uh, for me, I was I I could not handle too many things, so I just did one thing. I I didn't did it on purpose. I didn't know that. I I just did one thing, and I thought, oh, I want to do more. And then you just do more, and you just do more. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, the book was not the book was not out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The、right. book was not out yet. Yeah. So you superseded him. I think something that I'm interested in, as I think everyone would be, is、uh, when you're going to a place for a couple months. How are you meeting people? You're probably dating, right? Yeah, in some countries, if I stay longer, I would date. So how is that process, and how does that go? Sounds juicy. Sounds fun. I didn't date a lot, but、uh, I found out because before I started this lifestyle. I wasn't able to travel for a long time, so when I was traveling around and I met someone, I had to choose between the person and my freedom. Ah,、oh, okay. And I, at that time, I always chose the freedom because I didn't have freedom for a long time. So、right. I wanted to have it. So yeah, maybe I didn't meet anyone I like a lot enough to stay. No one to make you stay. Yeah. Yeah. No one made me stay. Like、yeah. I did have a, a digital nomad boyfriend. Whoa, it was what nice. Does that mean? What does that mean? No. <laughs> like I was with a, a guy for a few months. And he also was. Yeah, he also was a digital nomad. It was very nice. You traveled together the whole time. Yeah, I tr- we traveled together for the whole time. But、uh, eventually, we wanted to go to different places, so we split it up. 
and uh, maintain oh. friends. Okay, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. But it was a nice experience. Maybe in the future, um, I met another digital nomad. But I don't want to be a digital nomad anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to do now? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? I want to have a base in a place okay. Okay. where my friends are, are, where my friends are, and where I can do routine life. I, I actually love it. But I also want to travel more often, but shorter. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, for example, you, you, I know that you want to go to Japan, right? Yeah, but I so only that's... go two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, not okay. like before two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different of a yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, very different. It's different. You're definitely going through something that I also went through because uh, I think if you're a relatively healthy person, you can't nomad forever. Yeah, it's very hard to maintain healthy when yeah. you are traveling a lot. Yeah. You just, you just kind of become this isolated, weird person with no roots. To be honest, that's what happened to me at the end of my four years. Uh, I wasn't alone the whole time, yeah. but at the end of four years, I kind of looked back and I realized, holy shit, I really didn't make any good friends for years because I was just so transient. I was here and there. I was going to a country for two months, leaving, going to another continent for a month, leaving, going to another continent. It's not really a lifestyle that's meant to be like done for a long time. I, I don't think this lifestyle is for long term. No. Yeah, I really don't think so. Right. Because uh, after, before the pandemic, I did it for two and a half year and I was done with it. Yeah. The last trip I, I had, I stayed in Rome in an apartment. Uh, for a month I, I was done with the digital nomading yeah, yeah that, that's uh, expat life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically that, yeah, it became getting an expat. to yeah. yeah so it sounds like you kind of had this trip this summer to be like you know just give yourself a taste of it again and then you reminded yourself oh no 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 I'm done I'm <laughs> exactly. done like in the beginning yeah. I was quite happy because I didn't travel for a long time right so I kind of had to travel and the brought my work with me. Right. Uh, I had no choice. Right. But I was very done with it. Uh, I, 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 I was very sick of it after a month. You were kind of stuck in Taiwan for a while because of COVID, right? Yes. Do you feel like if there was no COVID, you would have kept moving around? No, actually, before the pandemic, I had decided I would move to Italy already. So oh. I came back to Taiwan because there was a president election right. for the election in Chinese New Year and the, the pandemic happened. So I got stuck. And then here. Italy closed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I got stuck That's 2022. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if it didn't happen, I would move to Italy and just that, so and not nomad, there. expat. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's exactly. great. Yeah, uh, that's basically what happened to me in 2020, at the end of 2019. I came here. I was living in Poland at the time, in Warsaw. And then, uh, you know, I was planning to stay here for three months. Yeah. Now it's 2022. Uh, how long did you stay in Warsaw? Three, two or three months. Okay, and you came here for the because of the pandemic? I came here because... Poland gets cold. Okay. <laughs> so I came here to be a little bit warmer okay, yes. than like, because it was already negative one yeah, degrees when I left. I could imagine. And I was like, no, I'm from California. I'm not, yeah. I'm not about this. So then I stayed here oh, almost for two and a half years. And then I was finally able to travel, you know, this, this past summer, a couple months ago. Yeah. If there was no COVID, I believe I would have done almost the exact same thing as you, which is to settle in one place. Yeah. But not right. in Taiwan. Uh, who knows who knows like we could just say that was not an intentional decision to stay here that long as it yeah. was not for you yeah not for me as well 
Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm done with digital nomad life. And, yeah, uh, it, it felt very like you say. It's very hard to have a good relationship, friendship, even dating. Dating, like uh, when I get to know a person, I had to leave. So yeah, yeah. It was just not solid. It didn't feel solid in relationships. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's the biggest thing that's missing, right? Yeah. Um. I yeah. I remember feeling. Like saying goodbye to someone that I was like, shit, I don't think I'm gonna see this person ever again. Yeah. And it was just kind of a painful thing, and I was like, why do I keep doing this? Yeah. And then I just didn't have an answer. I think it, you have to really to to go to that stage to feel that, you know. Like yeah. In, in the beginning, it was a lot of excitement. Super exciting. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and in the middle, and the, in the end, it was just you. You get really tired of moving yeah. and having this kind of relationships that are not solid yeah they're not fulfilling or deep or yeah, long. yeah yeah yeah, exactly uh you know and this is definitely a first world problem because most people would be like that is the dream that is what i've been trying to do but like anything else you know you just exchange your problems there are different problems you just don't have the same ones as everyone else or you you don't want to have something forever <laughs> yeah like it's you know, it's not for for forever. That's true. It's not for a lifetime. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's just for experiencing. What do you think is the optimal length of a healthy nomad career? Healthy, maybe a year, two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's somewhere between one and a half years and two years. Yeah, but you did it for four years. <laughs> it was quite quite impressive. Uh, it was. Uh, you know why? Because after you do something for a while, you don't know what. You don't know what else to do. And that becomes your lifestyle pattern. And it's scary to leave that. Yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah. It's scary to be a normal person, basically, and, and plant in one place. So that I, was, I, I think it wasn't really escapism, but I was just avoiding that because it was scary. You were just afraid to change. Yeah. People do. I mean, everybody yeah. has that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I realized it too late. Uh, it's okay. You still have a lot of fun. Meanwhile, uh, you know, in this past four years. It was fun. Yeah. Most interesting digital nomad experience? I think uh, if there's anything fun, it's always with some certain people. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. um, I, I met this girl uh, from Saudi Arabia and then we met in Turkey. And uh, oh, that was a really fun experience. And that was a really fun time in Turkey because I was staying in a hostel. And that hostel, uh, I, I was a Staying in a bed that is uh, next to the door. So everybody who came into this room, new or old, they had to talk to me, oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I got to talk to so many people, so many travelers. That's cool. In that trip. Cool. And I bonded with this girl from Saudi Arabia. And uh, we had so much fun. The next year, we met in Italy and uh, did a lot of things together, spent a lot of time together. Mm. And then, yeah, it was like very fun, especially when you met this person in one country and one year later you met this person in another country and you had more fun. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. You still keep in touch with her? Uh, yes. Oh. We were supposed to meet in Italy, but she was too busy. So she oh, didn't come. Too bad. What about you? Too bad. I think you're right, actually. It's just everything notable or interesting that I remember is always with some interesting people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, there was one year that I had just broken up with my girlfriend, long-term girlfriend. Yeah. And then I was, this, I had decided to spend a month in Rijeka, yeah. which is a small Croatian beachside city. 
cool. I was like, I'm gonna go here and be like emotional and sad for. Yeah, it sounds for, like a perfect seat, like small town for for recovering from. Yeah, totally right. It's very much you pray love. Yeah. Um. So I went there, and then you know. Just randomly, I met this other American guy, and then this American guy—he had just gotten divorced like two weeks ago. Aww. So we were just like sad together, and he—but he had been living in Rijeka for like five years. Wow. So he was like kind of like a local. He knew all the places, and he、yeah. had a car. So he took me everywhere around, like, and then. How nice. Yeah, it was so cool. He took me to his favorite places. He showed me around. He could speak a little bit of Croatian. Yeah. So it was like a very much local view. And then、uh, before I left,、uh, we went paragliding together. Wow. <laughs> so it was very much like a healing thing. We had each other to keep each other company, and it was like,、uh, yeah, we still keep in touch. He's、uh, living back in Philadelphia nowadays.、Oh. Just happily, happily divorced. We can say. And then and now, now happily divorced. Well, I mean, he's been divorced, but <laughs>、okay. like happier. He was not in a good state at that time, and I, to be honest, I wasn't really either. Uh, so uh, and then you know I spent a month there in Rijeka. Yeah. And then the next month I went to Ukraine. Yes.、Uh, Kiev. Yeah. Which is you know hard to think about right now, but he visited me there as well. So it was like it was like you said, it's just like you meet someone and then it's like you can make plans together. It's such、yeah. a cool feeling. Yeah. Such a wonderful feeling. Yeah. Right. But I'm so curious, how did you started talking in the very first place? Whenever I go to a place, I try to join expat Facebook、oh, groups. Oh yeah, I did that too、like、that. in Rome. Yeah, I think it's actually the best and most efficient way, because where you, where else are you going to find people? You can just walk on the road, but that's you know, it's a little bit harder. It's so true. Right. So. And also, it's kind of very difficult to make friends with local people unless you speak the language. Right. But meeting expat there,、uh, in the place you are staying for long term, is very helpful. Yeah, because they, you know, they may not invest in you completely because、yeah. you're a nomad. But like,、yeah. at least there'll be like, at least there'll be some kind of connection because they are also a foreigner、yeah. or a nomad at some point. So we just met. We just met through some some group and. Oh okay okay. You know when I'm I'm very proactive when I go to places I message like a lot of people because I'm just trying to meet up and like basically get people to show me around.、Mm. You know I'll I'll. I'll treat them. I'll pay for them, but that's always that's always how I do that's it. That's a very good idea. Yeah, free. Yeah, almost. It took me、guide. one year to figure out how to make friends. <laughs> so maybe one day you should talk about how to make friends when you are being a digital nomad. Because、uh, I'm very、uh, shy. Yeah. So for me to make friends, it was very difficult in you, the beginning. What was the What was the strategy that you figured out? Hostels in the beginning.、Oh. I think I just figure out if I. Stay shy. I would never have any friends, so I kind、yeah. of had to change my personality a, a little bit to survive to have friends. That's what's nice about travel, though, too. Yeah, you can change it, and also you can almost reinvent it. Yeah, redefine yourself as someone that you want to be. Yeah, actually, it's it's so true. Like,、uh, really, traveling can teach you so much. Yeah. Okay, that's great.、Uh, what's next for you and your business? I want to create more. Free videos. Okay. I want to add more values to my students. I mean, I, I gained a lot of how to say that satisfactions for helping people, even they don't pay me. You know, like、uh, no, no, no. I, I had, I, I. It makes me really happy、uh, when my students wrote me that my videos helped them, and、uh, it was just a very good feeling to get that. Yeah. It's like a, another kind of 
fulfillment. Yes. So、mm-hmm. I want to have more of that, and、uh, so I want to travel more as well. Where's the next location? I think Japan or nice because、uh, next vacation、uh, the next place I don't want to fly too far. <laughs> okay, it's pretty close. <laughs> and the Japan、yeah. has just opened its border, so、right. maybe Japan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, food is great. Yeah, why not? What about you? What is your next trip? Well, I'll be going back to the U.S. for a couple weeks. When? Now or、oh, next、okay. week? Next two weeks in two weeks, fifteenth to the thirtieth. Oh, nothing interesting. Just the U.S. for a wedding. Too. And tango, of course, too, right? Yes, of course. I'm gonna hire a teacher to take private lessons from. Oh, smart, efficient as the businesswoman would yeah, do. Yeah, group courses are fun, but not efficient enough. Right. Yeah. And for you, you want to be at the top.、Uh, not top, <laughs> but I want to, you know, improve very fast. Yeah, understood. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today. Thank you for interviewing me.、No. It was a lot of fun. No problem. Hey, pals.